In the book of Genesis, we see in the call of Abraham, God makes him an explicit promise. And that is, I will bless those who bless you and I will curse those who curse you. Now, in understanding what God is saying is, we need to understand that this promise is not explicit to Abraham only, but Abraham as well as his descendants. That would be the Jewish people. So we in an atmosphere today of so much growing anti-Semitism, hatred for the Jewish people, uh, jealousy towards the Jewish people by the different races of the world. We want to understand is this promise that God had given unto the Jewish people, Abraham and his descendants, is it applicable today? Is it true that even today that God blesses those who bless the Jewish people and he curses those who curse the Jewish people? So before I get into that particular discussion, uh, let me deal with some uh, from one perspective of the animosity. Why the Jewish people? Why did God choose the Jewish peoples for uh, this? And, how, and that is in response to how other races, that is the Gentiles, the Gentiles. OK, if you're not Jewish, if you don't have Jewish blood, you're Gentile. In response to how the Jewish, I'm sorry, the Gentile person deals with the Jewish person, Jews at large, Jews as a whole, even Jews individual, the perspective that you have toward the Jews, God will respond to that Gentile person with either a blessing or a curse. All right. So on top of the back, let me deal with some of the animosity that some people have towards this in the sense that they say, well, why the Jews? First of all, God's sovereign election. When we say God's sovereign election, it, sim it simply means God chooses whom he wishes to choose. Sovereign, God is God. And guess who he can choose? He can choose whomever he chooses. So that's number one. It is God's choice. It is up to God whom he chooses to do with whom what he chooses to do with. And nobody can challenge God as to why he has done a particular thing. We see Paul with a certain discussion like this in Romans chapter nine with this principle involved. OK. Second point. Even though God has chosen the Jews, this does not mean that God has some uh, respect of persons. When it comes to salvation, God loves and chooses all peoples, both Jews and Gentiles, without respect. He doesn't care whether you're a Jew or a Gentile, okay? We can see that with, and since we are dealing with these beginning with the Old Testament perspective, we can see this in the prophets Amos. You remember when Amos was dealing with the judgments that God was going to bring upon uh, the Israelite people and God was simply saying to them, you're no different to me than the Ethiopians or than the Egyptians or other nations that I've dealt with. I have no respect of persons. We also see this in the book of Jonah. Remember, Jonah was the prophet that was sent to the Ninevites. So Jonah was sent to Assyria, a Gentile people. His prophecy 
in the book of Jonah was not even to the Jews, but it was given with one of the main theme points, one of the understanding. And we see that at the very end of Jonah, that God is concerned with the Gentiles just as well as he's concerned with the Jews. And God is concerned with their salvation as well as their prosperity. So the whole point that I'm stressing is, even though we see that God is speaking this promise, I will bless those who bless you, curse those who curse you. That is Gentiles who bless Jews will be blessed. Gentiles who curse Jews will be cursed. We now see through those particular prophets, Jonah, as well as Amos, God is concerned with Gentile and their salvation. So that's not about God having a respect of persons. All right. Third point I want to bring out is the point valid today. And the answer simply is yes, it is yes. And now when, let, let, let me, let me prove that when God made that, okay, promise of bless those who bless you and curse those who curse you. A lot of people mistakenly believe that this was a promise of the old covenant that is under the Mosaic law. However, this was not a promise of the old covenant whatsoever. It did not fall under the Mosaic law in the initial sense that God had given it. First of all, okay, let me just quickly explain. So I don't want to get bogged down into a lot of details. The old covenant, the Mosaic covenant did not start until the book of Exodus. So it is from Exodus until the book of Deuteronomy that we see the Mosaic covenant that is being given. All right. So that's number one. Number two, when God made this particular promise, he made it in the book of Genesis, Genesis chapter 12. Hundreds of years before Moses was ever born. So therefore, hundreds of years before the Mosaic Covenant was ever given. So this is simply a principle of how God will deal with the nations as they deal with the Jewish people. So therefore, the point being, the principle remains even till today. All right. So now the key to understanding this principle blessing the Gentiles as they have to do with blessing or being good to the Jewish people. Why? The first thing we have to understand is God chose the Jewish people as a vehicle that would bring salvation into the world. That's the point. So when we look at Genesis chapter 12 in the very call of Abraham, when he says, I will bless those who bless thee and bless you and the one who curse you, I will curse. He says at the very end of verse number three, and in you, all the families of the earth will be blessed. So notice we see a separation of two distinct groups of people. We see Abraham and his descendants, the Jews and the families of the earth. These are the Gentiles. So notice what God says. I have set you apart. And this is what God is doing. I have set you apart, you and your people, so that what? All of the rest of the families of the earth, the Gentiles can be blessed. So we see God setting apart the Jewish people as a vehicle to bring salvation into the earth. Namely, notice when we start dealing with 
uh, the genealogy of Jesus. We see that in Matthew and we see that in Luke. Notice it speaks of Jesus's Jewish genealogy, especially this is highlighted in the book of Matthew. And notice what Jesus said even to the woman at the well when the woman was talking about rival religious worship centers. We Samaritans worship at this mountain, Mount Gerizim. But you Jews say that that worship should be done in Jerusalem. Jesus said, woman, you don't know what you're talking about. But in essence, Jesus says what? Salvation is of the Jews. So my point being, God chose them as a vehicle to bring salvation into the world. That is Jesus himself, because the very idea that God was talking to Abraham about was this particular seed that through Abraham would come this seed. And we know that seed now being Jesus, son of David, son of Abraham. Okay, so he chose the Jewish people themselves to be priests, representatives and the vehicles whereby the Gentiles would be saved. Jesus would save both Jew and Gentile, and Jesus would bring salvation not only to the Jews, but also to the Gentiles, okay? Another point, the scriptures, the word of God, because we know when we look at Old Testament scriptures and New Testament scriptures, they were basically given by and through the Jewish people. God preserved his word through the Jewish people. And so, and this is what Paul also lets us know. What profit does it mean to be a Jew? Number one, to them were committed the oracles of God. That is the word of God. So we have the word of God by and through the Jewish people. And then find another thing, another thing, not quite at the end. God demonstrates his unbreakable love and his mercy to his covenant people. We see that as God constantly deals with the Jewish people, as he set them apart in the Old Testament. Uh, We see in how God, uh, uh, they were not always obedient, they were not always faithful, but nevertheless, God never breaks his covenantal love towards the Jewish people as a whole, and he never gives up his mercy as a whole towards the Jewish people. You can kind of see that in the book of Hosea when God says, you are not my people. And God says, lo, I mean, not my people. And then he says, lo, Ruhamah, no mercy will be given. And then he says, but nevertheless, one day you will be called the people of God and you will have the mercy of God, the unbreakable uh, covenantal relationship. And in that, in that, God displays that with us, both Jew and Gentile who are in Christ, the church today. Church is made up of Jew as well as Gentile Christians. God uses that picture of dealing with Israel and he also portrays that same unbreakable love. Remember what Jesus said, I will never leave you and neither will I ever forsake you. That same unbreakable covenantal love and mercy that he had with Israel, he also has with his people today. And finally, we see in dealing with Israel, God shows 
discipline. That is, God displays his nature of how he deals with his people when they are in obedience to him. Israel in the Old Testament, you can see that a lot. And God shows how he disciplines his covenantal people when they are not walking according to his word. With that same respect, we see the same identical thing with Christians. And God talks about that when he talks about how when Christians are walking in obedience to the word, to the commands of Jesus, that's what we call the law of Messiah. How Christians, when they walk in obedience, they can experience fellowship with God. But when Christians are not walking, obeying the commandments of Christ, how that they can expect to receive the disciplinary hands of God. We see that in the book of Hebrews, notably chapter 12, even in the book of first Corinthians taught by Paul, how Christians are disciplined by God when they don't walk. So nevertheless, nevertheless, blessing and cursing of the Jewish people. What does it all boil down to? It's very simple. Since we see how God has chosen, set apart, set aside the Jewish people for these demonstrations that I just got through talking about, right? How he has chosen them to bring ultimately the blessings of salvation into the world, even in the person of Jesus. And then also we see so many other promises that God made to the prophets. I mean, through the prophets to the Jewish people about when the Messiah would come, the blessings that the nation will have, the blessings that the Jewish people will have and how these blessings would be extended to the nations of the world. What does it all mean? In a nutshell, it simply says this. If you are looking forward, if you as a Gentile, as a Gentile, non-Jew, are looking forward to and believing in the salvation of God, the salvation that he promised through the Jewish people, even Jesus himself. If you are a believer in Jesus, then therefore you will be a lover of the Jewish people of the nation of Israel. Why? Because it is them through whom God has chosen to bring salvation to the world and even to you.